Hello everyone, my name is Britton and welcome to The Freshman Leftist. Uh, I wanted to start out by saying that I'm super excited to get this podcast going. It's something that I dabbled in a while back, but I'm just taking it seriously now. To kick off The Freshman Leftist, I wanted to explain a bit about me and about how this podcast is going to work. I am a freshman in college at the moment, and as the name suggests, I am also a leftist. But this has more than just the original first meaning that I gave. It also means that I am a freshman to the concept of left-wing ideology, you know. I have dabbled in it, but I'm not fully there. I'm still working on, you know, learning more theory and things like that, and I wanted to share that experience with you guys. This brings me to my biggest question, which is, why am I starting this podcast, you know? Do we really need another dumb podcast where some guy sits in front of a microphone and tells us all of his opinions to justify his existence? The answer is no. But in that, I also wanted to provide something that's a bit necessary at the the moment. So in this current day and age, there's a rise in voices that are leading to an alt-right end zone. This is what we like to call the alt-right pipeline. People like Joe Rogan and Andrew Tate are in there, and as people get into those podcasts and those those people, they will start to go down this, this dark path, which eventually, like, at the end of that path is Nazis and fascists. So, my goal was to be on the opposite end of that pipeline. Not to propel people towards uh, a leftist ideology, but to just give them another viewpoint. If I end up propelling you to a leftist ideology in the meantime... I wouldn't be too upset about that either, though. So really, I'm just here to provide a voice for young people. I want to put myself in a spot where I can can help others. I'm not saying that I'm like a savior, because I'm, you know, I'm not. But I am here as another voice in in the chaos that is the internet. Uh, Which, moving along, another huge point for this was that I wanted to learn more about theory. Which, if you're new to leftist circles, theory is just... It's, it's how we run, you know. Uh, theory is the Communist Manifesto. It is a, typically it's a book or it's some article or a file that just explains how the world works through a leftist ideology that can be anarchist, that can be socialist, that can be communist, Marxist, Maoist, Trotskyist. There's a, a lot of different options out there, but it really just depends on what you're into. I'm going to be delving into a little bit of that on this podcast, uh, And also, let me clarify, I am not theory. I am not a theorist. I am not Trotsky. I'm not Marx. I'm not Stalin. I'm not Lenin. I'm not Mao. I am not a theorist. I am just a guy sitting in front of a microphone talking about theory. And I will talk about the news a little bit as well. I'm just going to put a leftist perspective on that. So don't take it as theory, because it's not. As I mentioned I want to learn a lot, but also in the same respect, this is also going to be about the listener learning. If you already know all these topics, maybe it can be a review, or you can even just get another perspective on that, which might be refreshing for you. But if you don't know a lot about these topics, I'm happy to be here to be someone to kind of introduce them to you. And if you just want to listen to this podcast and nothing else, that's fine. I would highly encourage you, though, to listen to this podcast and then take this podcast and go, okay, great, I've listened to that. What did I learn? 
what can I learn more about, you know? Because I'm not going to go super in-depth on certain topics, but I would encourage you to go, okay, well, he talked a little bit about China here. Let me learn more about China on my own time. So that's something that I would recommend you doing. So now is the point where this is all an introduction, an introduction episode. So what I'm, what I'm going to do now is I'm, I'm going to tell you guys the podcast is going to work in a certain way. And every day I'm going to have a question of the day where we go over a small question about a leftist topic. Well, it might be a big question, but we're going to go over a, a leftist topic, give a brief talk about it, and then we're going to move on to, after that, we're going to do a news breakdown. We're going to go into headlines Give a leftist perspective of it, or maybe even cover something that's not in the headlines, but should be, and we're mad about it because we as leftists are advocating for it. Then, to finish off the whole day, we're going to do a little bit of a book club. Uh, So, I'm going to do some reading, slash assign some reading to listeners. If you don't want to read, that is fine. You don't have to. I'm going to break it down, talk about it a little bit. Um... And just kind of, you know, get that basic understanding of what we were reading. And that's going to be an introduction to theory. So, I, for the first episode, I do have a question of the day. And I do have a news breakdown. But I do not have the book club. Because it's not book club unless someone else reads with me. So, I will assign the reading for this first episode. Is your first, first book that you have to read. And it's not even really a book. But it's The Principles of Communism by uh Eng- frederick Engels, uh you probably recognize his name because he also worked on the communist manifesto and plenty of other socialist and communist documents the principles of communism is a really good place to start for us and do our delve into leftist ideology it'll really help us understand uh marxist theory a lot so uh that is going to be our first book Again, I say I say book, but really it's it's a just a a published paper about what is communism, what is the vocabulary, and how does it work. So I highly recommend you read it. If you don't want to, I will break it down. But it's it's not super long, and it's it's a it's a good read, and it helps you get a good grasp on the situation. So I would highly recommend that. But without further ado, let's move right along to the question of the day. Today's question of the day is, what is the left? You know, in today's day and age, we hear a lot of talk, especially on the the Republican side of things, of what is the left? You know, they, they like to say the Democrats are leftists, these communists, these socialists. Often that's not true. They like to describe it as such, but there's a very different way to understand the left. So if you want to go by the original definition of the left... It dates back all the way to the French Parliament when they would have on one side of the room monarchists sit on the right side, and on the other side of the room they would have the Democratic Republic supporters, and so these people would argue and they'd be on the left and the right. That's where this originates from, this term left. But what it really means is those on the left are focused around making a equal society in all ways, whether that be gender, sex, uh, you know, race, your creed, all of that. You know, it's, it, there's a big focus on multiculturalism and uh, rights in general. This also extends to an anti-war sentiment as well and to an environmental sentiment. 
it's very focused around the enrichment of our lives. And liberalism is a part of that, in that liberalism is supposed to be freedom, but at the same time, sometimes to get freedom, you have to give up certain freedoms. And we'll go into that in certain theories where anarchists believe that it's we just need freedom everywhere. But certain ideologies say, no, 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 we need to have restrictions here, here, here. Otherwise, people will not be happy. And freedom is happiness. So we'll get into that. But the left is a very broad, overarching topic that hits a lot of different issues and a lot of different people. So I would highly suggest that you do a little bit of work on your own, but it's a very convoluted question to go, what is the left? But really, it's it's focused around, you know, civil rights and an equal society is the biggest focus of left ideology. Now it is time for us to hit our news breakdown. Now, today we're going to be starting with Drew Barrymore. So, if you don't know who Drew Barrymore is, she's an actor and she has a television show where she interviews celebrities. It's kind of like Ellen, uh, but Drew Barrymore, her show went off when the writers began the writer's strike. Just the other day, Drew Barrymore has continued her show, but this time without her writers, which is awful. Uh, as leftists, we support you, the union, you know. We support the fact that we want unions to be able to negotiate for pay, especially in a capitalist society. Unions are essential to negotiating for the support that they need and for the things that they need. This is a, a, a just strike, and we support the workers in this, as we do in just about everything. Back to Drew Barrymore, though. She is back on the show without her writers, and her writers are actually out on the picket line right in front of the show. And there was a lot of backlash to this, as there should be, because it is wrong for Drew Barrymore not to be taking the side of her writers, you know. And even a lot of these actors, like Drew Barrymore, are also on strike because there's also an actor's strike going on right now. We love to see that there's, there's this unity within the entertainment business going against these big companies, which are really hurting our workers. Whether they be these big actors, you know, they, they aren't hurt as much. You know, your Robert Downey Juniors and your Johnny Depp's, they aren't hurt as much as some of these lower actors that you don't know the name of. You know, maybe they're a background character. Maybe they do Broadway stuff, but you don't know their name. And it's important that they get those protections because some of them are struggling to meet ends meet already. But when you have these CEOs that are making tons and tons and tons of money with record profits, especially off streaming services, it's not right for them to take those profits and for these workers not to get their profits. So we, we support both unions, but uh, Drew Barrymore, she, she should be supporting the strikes, but she, her show is back, I assume, because she needs a paycheck or... It, I should say she wants a paycheck, but out on the picket line were her own writers who were handing out pins uh, that said like SAG-AFTRA and uh, the WGA, the Writers Guild Association, uh, and they were they had these pins out there so that they could give to people going into the show because it's got a live audience. And there was a couple that went into the show with pins that said that they supported the unions. And they were actually escorted out of the building and kicked out of the show because of the fact that they were wearing those pins. They did not get their money back. And so not only are we upset that Drew Barrymore is now not supporting the strikes and going directly against the strikes, but she's also discouraging those 
from even wearing a pin that says, hey, I support the strikes, but I'm still here to see your show. So big, big knocks on Drew, Drew Barrymore there, because like I said, as leftists, we support the workers in this situation. We have a capitalist society and we need to stand up for our workers and make sure that they are getting what they deserve out of their work. And this this actually perfectly brings us into the next big headline of CEO pay has been skyrocketing recently. Uh, like I mentioned, there's been record profits in most industries recently. And that translates to more profits for our CEOs, but not trickling down to the workers. The biggest example right now is the United Auto Workers Union is talking with uh, three big companies, that, that being Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, which was, as we all know, uh, it was Chrysler before. But they're talking with the with these companies saying, hey, if you don't give us a better contract with more money, uh, we are going to strike. And this is around 150,000 workers that work at some of the biggest automakers in America. That's a lot of profit. Uh, I don't, I can't verify this, but I believe I heard it was around, you know, a couple billion dollars a day if these these guys end up going on strike. And thankfully, their contract actually runs out tomorrow. And if a deal is not made by tomorrow, 150,000 of them have said that they are going to go on strike. And in that scenario, just like I got done saying, we will be supporting the workers in this situation. Because if we look at the General Motors CEO, they made $26 million in 2022. That is 362 times higher than the median pay of the auto workers. So these guys are busting their ass for this corporation, which is going, great, let's give all that money to our CEO and to our board and to our executives and not to the people actually assembling these cars and doing the work, which is what should be done, you know? Like I said, we need to support our workers in every aspect. So if tomorrow does come around and the workers are on strike, we will support the workers just as we have supported the writers and the actors and we have supported the hotel workers in Los Angeles. We support strikes because we support workers. Uh, I've mentioned that probably like 10 times already, so if you haven't understood it by now... Uh, I really don't know what to say. Uh, our next big thing is Kevin McCarthy has officially started the process to impeach President Joe Biden. Now, before we break down this story, I want to say something. We do not, like leftists do not, support the Democrat Party. Sometimes the Democrat Party is good. Sometimes they do good things. A lot of the times, they do nothing, which is the problem. In this scenario, if you have people on in the, in the Republican Congress that are advocating for legitimate fascist policies, and then you have leftists saying, hey, this is wrong, and then you have a Democrat in the middle going, well, maybe we'll just negotiate and come to a half and half. No, you don't go to a half and half with fascists. That's not something you do. You don't go, well, maybe we'll do some censorship, but not all censorship. No, you don't do that. So that is why often the Democrats are viewed less favorably by leftists, because they aren't contributing 
to the cause. They're, in fact, dragging us towards the fascist end of this. Now, not all Republicans are fascists. Some of them are just conservatives, and we don't like conservatives, but it's it's a truth, you know? Uh, but the the hard truth is is that a lot of the Republican Party is made up of people that are on the far right. And even those that are not on the far right don't speak up about it because they're afraid they're going to get cast out. They're going to lose their careers. This is one of these cases is Kevin McCarthy right now. And that's why he is bending uh, to the will of these far right people. You know, Kevin is a more towards the center kind of guy, but he's also a power hungry kind of guy, which means that he has to cater to the needs of these far right extremists more than to the needs of who he's supposed to be helping, which is the American people. But we know where Congress's support lies, and it's not with America, and it's not with the American people. And we can see that clear as day with Kevin listening to those, to all of these far-right nutjobs in, in Congress. And we saw that when he was trying to get elected as well, when he had to go through 15 rounds of voting to be elected. He literally threw every single tactic he could at them. He gave them every single one of their demands. I believe it was Matt Gates who even said, we have run out of things to ask Kevin for because they had give, like he had given them all of their demands that they were like, well, we have nothing else to ask for because he was like, yeah, whatever. I will work with you. I will work with the far right direct, directly signaling where the Republican party is going. Now, not to say that that doesn't mean that the Democrats are the good guys, but they do good things once in a while. Like I said, he's trying to impeach Joe Biden, and with Joe Biden, it's it's a tough topic because Joe Biden has done good things. I, I like the fact that he had that infrastructure bill, and that was the main thing, <laughs> and the Inflation Reduction Act. What I don't like about Joe Biden is that he has not taken proper steps to protect things like abortion or he has not take, taken, uh, the real big thing is that he has actively taken steps against unions. Instead of supporting unions that were on strike, specifically the, the railroad workers strike, he actually forced them into a deal instead of assisting them. Even though he, he likes to tout that he is a pro-union guy, he has taken steps to hurt unions and to side with the corporations, which is not a good thing. We want people working with the unions, not going against the unions. So that is something I, I do feel upset about, that President Biden is not working with unions, which was a huge thing when he was campaigning, that he said he was going to work with the with the blue the blue collar workers, the lower class workers of the United States, and he is now just directly going against that. So, you know, take of that what it will what you will, but Anyways, Kevin McCarthy has begun the process to impeach Joe Biden. Uh, I don't even know what grounds he even has to do that, you know. I don't think it's going to, it's not going to go through. It's not even an I don't think. It's not going to work. It's it's all for political show, mainly at the behest of the far right in Congress. So, really, this isn't super big issue. Like, it's it's cool that it's happening. You know, maybe we'll get another presidential impeachment, but he it's he's not going to be impeached, so... Moving right along, uh, this next headline makes me disgusted, actually. Like, it, it's it's a sick headline. We have 
in this headline a real estate billionaire. Uh, his name is Tim Gurner. If you don't know who this guy is, he's uh, he's just a billionaire in real estate, and he was at a summit recently where he said that he was not happy with the 20% margins that he was making off of his real estate property. And actually, what he did want was to increase those margins. But the real shocking part is the way he says that he wants to increase his margins. Because it's already bad that we have a landlord who is making a lot of money going, oh yeah, I need more money because all my tenants are lazy. And so this guy, Gurner, says that his solution was to raise unemployment by a lot. Gurner said that he wanted 40 to 50% joblessness in order to make pain in the economy. He said that this, uh, that the government of his country, he's from Australia, is that it, he said that his government was too supportive of unions and their high wages and that they needed to hurt the economy a little bit. That way people would be more appreciative and give him more money. This is sick. We have a landlord, like I said, who is already making good money, who is greedy and is literally getting money off of other people just living. And he wants more because he is a greedy person. And that's just, that's a sick thing, you know. We, As people, we are taught from even a young age, or at least I would hope you were taught, that greed is wrong. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a sin, uh, in the in the in the seven deadly sins, not not that we should take that for gospel, you know. I'm not going to tell you that you can no longer lust, but I am saying that greed is wrong. You know, we should we should strive for something better than greed. So to hear this this billionaire, this man who has more money than you can imagine, than these people will ever see in their lives, go yeah, the working class has too much money. Um, no, they do not compared to you, sir, who is a billionaire. Like, this is an unfair thing for you to say, and you can't say that, you know? You should not even be a billionaire. That shouldn't be something you're allowed to be. So, I don't think it's fair that this guy should just stand on his pedestal and talk about all these workers that are lazy and have too much money. When you have a billionaire landlord, like, the irony here is unbelievable. Had to take a breath. <laughs> Sorry. I uh, got a little heated, but uh, I, I get I get upset about these issues. Uh, but moving right along, in in the news of something Biden did right for once, we actually have, uh, if you I don't know if you heard of the Willow Project in the past, but the Willow Project was an increase in oil drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. And as of about last week, the Biden administration has said that, uh, although they did confirm that they were going to keep doing it, they have put a block on it for now. But who knows how long that will last, you know, and it, this is a good thing. You know, we, we want to preserve wildlife and we want to preserve our planet. Uh, as we all know, global warming is a huge issue, but also we want to we want to protect that environment. And for Biden to be changing his stance, that's a good thing. You know, originally I was quite upset with President Biden uh, to the point that I was like, yep, this is this is just how it is. I expected nothing different from from President Biden. Whatever. Don't like him. 
but I'm glad to see that at least on this issue, he is moving in a better direction. Uh, yeah, but, but that's about it with that one. Uh, and I, this is our final story of the day and probably one of the bigger ones in the headlines is the rise of coronavirus. So coronavirus has actually been gaining in cases. There's new variants out there and it's becoming an issue. COVID cases are on the rise and the World Health Organization is actually having a, a, a difficult time tracking these COVID cases because a lot of the countries that were cooperating with the World Health Organization have stopped their, their, uh, their COVID counting. And some of the countries that still do count their COVID cases aren't reporting them to the World Health Organization, one of which is the United States of America. We are not working with them at the moment, which I, I think we should. You know, they, they're the foremost... Uh, knowledge, they have the foremost knowledge on this topic, and they are, they're one of the most intelligent groups when it comes to things like COVID, and they even said that COVID was on a downturn, but that doesn't mean that it's going to go away. They've, uh, they've reclassified the COVID pandemic to an endemic, which means that it's no longer the huge issue it once was, but it's now going to be more of a it's going to stick around and we're going to have to fight it for the way like in the ways that we can this is similar to the way that the uh the flu works you know you have to get a yearly shot and if you're sick you stay home from school or you stay home from work you know something like that prevent the spread as much as possible but that is where we're heading with the covid situation right now but as of the mo this current moment the u.s government has said that it's going to need to pick up its production of boosters and its production of vaccines, and it's going to try and provide those to communities. In what way they do that, we'll have to see. I assume it probably won't be as effective as they would like it to be, but, you know, you get what you get, and we hope for the best. Anyways, that is officially the end of our news segment. It went a little fast today, and in the future it will not go quite as quick. Uh, but, for now, that is what we have on the news. Moving right along, we've got Book Club. Now, as I said earlier, the first book is going to be Principles of Communism by Frederick Engels. I encourage you not to go out and buy this book. You can buy it if you want it. If you want a physical copy, you can buy it. But please, please, please do not go to Google or to, like, Barnes & Noble. You won't find it at Barnes & Noble, probably. And you will find it on Google for probably, like, three, four, maybe even five bucks. You don't need to spend money on it. If you just search up the principles of communism by by Engels, uh, you will find there is a website. Sorry, I don't have the name up right now. Uh, there is a website where you can find the principles of communism. Uh, you will see the Marxist Internet Archive, which has a free copy of it for you to just read right now. Uh, and so that is what you want. You want a free copy, unless you want a physical copy, but I would highly recommend that you just look it up. A lot of some of these early leftist documents that we're going to be reading during this book club is going to be something that was from long ago, so thankfully we won't have to buy a lot of them. If you want them, you can most certainly buy them. I know some people really like having leftist literature to actually hold in their hand and not to read off a computer. I am one of those people, but for the, for the purposes of this podcast and for just you learning... I would highly encourage that you just take some time and find free internet solutions unless you're going to be more involved in them in the future. Uh, 
Um, and I think that is actually the end of this podcast uh, at the moment. So I, I'm going to try and make sure that these episodes don't go too long. Like I said, in the future, I'm open to having a co-host, and if a co-host joins on, they will be longer, because I'll have someone to discuss with me, maybe even doing something like a debate with someone. That is something I'd be absolutely open to, but for now, I'm going to try and keep these episodes decently short. Uh, I, I know I'm pretty short on time, and I know if you're listening to this and you are a student, you're probably also pretty short on time, or even if you've just got work and stuff, you know, sitting down and dedicating, you know, an hour or maybe even two hours of your life to a podcast can be really difficult. So these ep- episodes aren't ever going to be really that long. Uh, for this episode, like I said, it's just around 30 minutes as I'm, I'm sure you saw the timestamp. You don't need me to tell you that, but so yeah, that'll be the end of our first episode. I'd like to thank you guys all for listening to The Freshman Leftist. Thank you all so much. You guys have a lovely day.